This is for Report 78 on no-code. Let's start by talking about why this topic matters. We've covered no-code before, and the core thesis is the same, which is that no-code makes building more accessible to more people. What's changed is that we're seeing no-code extend into Web3 machine learning and game development. The problem is that duplicating work wastes time, money, and energy. And what no-code tools give us is the ability to automate workflows and build products faster, better, and cheaper without writing code. In the report, you can find examples of no-code tools, apps built using these no-code tools, as well as people to follow in this space. The first prediction is that the no-code movement will lead to more niche products and lower development costs are making it easier to justify building specialized solutions. And that's why it's common to see no-code tools used to build internal apps for just one department or even one person. We'll also see chief automation officer or similar become a common title. And enterprises already have in-house no-code developers, but there comes a point where someone needs to think about architecture. How do these people work together? How do we do error handling across our no-code infrastructure? How do we QA these tools and these apps? Another prediction is that no-code tools will give individuals more leverage. This leads to smaller firms and more million-dollar one-person businesses. When we look to that report on million-dollar one-person businesses, what we notice is that we see a lot of newsletters, a lot of podcasts, and a lot of courses. And you can clearly see how these creators have benefited from the no-code movement. We'll also see a larger percentage of products that can be built with no-code tools. So when we look at form factors such as blogs, online stores, and marketplaces, those are now table stakes. And we know that no-code tools can be used to build these products. But what about SaaS apps, mobile apps, cryptocurrencies, and DAOs? Well, thanks to no-code tools, they can be used to also build these types of products. And we'll only see that extend over time. We'll also see the time gap between when something is invented and when it's commercialized start to shrink. The public just came to terms with the concept of NFTs, and now we have Nifty Generator, which lets anyone create an NFT collection. We'll also see more teams that are able to delay the process of seeking funding. If teams or individuals are seeking funding simply for development costs, we know that no-code tools bring down the cost of development while increasing the speed at which these products can be built. No-code talent will also start to barbell, and what I mean by this is that we'll see extremes form where on one end, we have citizen developers that are using these high-level no-code tools to build apps, to build blogs, to build websites. And then on the other end, we have the traditional developers that are freed up by no-code tools, and they're freed up to work on these hard, unsolved problems instead of building CRUD apps and forms. The next three predictions go hand-in-hand. Hand. The first is that we'll see no-code tools make building for Web3 more accessible. And in the report, we link to tools such as Aragon, Juicebox, and Fractional. The same applies to machine learning, and we link to Levity, obviously AI, and Crafter. And the same also applies to game development, where we link to Construct, RPG Maker, and Buildbox. On to opportunities, where the first opportunity is to build a portfolio of work to break into the no-code space. And showing proof of work helps you land jobs, and it also helps you land clients for your agency. In the report, we link to examples like KP from OneDeck, Hector from Coda, Lola from Lunchpail Labs, as well as Doc Williams, who gets inbound clients by making no-code tutorials on YouTube. Another opportunity is to join a no-code community, and there's no shortage of communities out there where you can meet peers, build habits, and discover new opportunities. Some examples include 100 Days of No-Code, No-Code Founders, the On Deck No-Code Fellowship Program, No-Code MBA, and many more.
Another opportunity is to start to automate tasks in your day-to-day -day life as well as your work life. And you can do this by asking yourself, what are my routine boring tasks? And in the report, we link to examples such as automatically sharing Instagram posts to Twitter and getting alerts when new leads come in for your business. You could also look at starting a no-code agency where we know that time to revenue for services is much shorter than products where you tend to iterate and the feedback loops are a lot slower. In the report, we link to examples of no-code agencies like Minimum Studio, 8020, and Lunchpail Labs. There's another opportunity around building the first version of your products. If you're more bent towards products instead of services, building the first or the final version of your product using no-code tools. And we can look at Alex from Lanva where he built a video editing app using Bubble. There's also an opportunity to bootstrap your app off of templates instead of building from scratch. And we can look to a resource like Zero Code where they offer templates for apps like Upwork, Patreon, and Product Hunt. And the mm -hmm. idea here is since these apps already exist, what you could do is niche and unbundle the existing incumbents. And the play there is to build a better experience for a subset of users so you can make design concessions to these users instead of playing to the middle of the pack. Another opportunity is around building a productized service. In the report, we link to We Love No Code, where they provide access to no-code talent for a fixed fee. There's also an opportunity around educational resources where you can look to teach others, and some examples include Flux Academy, No Code MVP, Low Code Starter Pack, and the Bubble Crash Course. There's also an opportunity, if you're already running an organization, to help non-engineers in your organization solve their own problems. And they can do this using Zapier, where you can imagine that marketers, accountants, lawyers, they no longer have to be held up or blocked by the lack of engineering resources, and they can build their own internal tools. They're also closer to the problem, so they understand exactly what they need, instead of there being some drop-off in communication as they're trying to spec out what they need to developers. There's also an opportunity to sell digital products around no-code. And we can look at tools like Mini Extensions, where they sell Airtable automations or Janelle and Chris where they sell Notion templates, or Hector who sells Coda templates. You could also look at building a marketplace where the hard part or the hardest part about building a marketplace is actually not the technical piece, it's around building liquidity. So if you could skip the technical piece, why not do that? And you can do that using no-code tools such as ShareTribe where marketplaces tend to share the same mechanics such as rating systems, and you're able to redirect that effort, that time, that capital towards building liquidity instead of building out these components of your marketplace from scratch. And in the report, we link to three examples of marketplaces that have been built using no-code tools. The last opportunity is around using no-code tools to build growth tools. And you can think of these as tools that help you generate and qualify leads, such as quizzes or calculators. And you can imagine that if you're a loan officer and you receive common questions from potential clients around whether they qualify for certain loans, you could build a calculator that automatically qualifies them, collects their information, and now you start to have some type of funnel that you can build out using no-code tools. On to risk, where the first risk is around platform risk. And you can imagine that a no-code tool may shut down or change their policies in a way that negatively affects you or your app or gets acquired and the buyer changes the rules of engagement. And unlike open source frameworks such as Ruby on Rails and React, most no-code tools are actually closed source so you don't have the option to just fork and create your own reality when you're dealing in a closed source world. There's also a risk around missing the basics around coding concepts such as database design or API design. And as a no-coder, you may start to make mistakes that need to be undone. 
And no-code tools, to their credit, tend to be opinionated in the sense that they make it harder to make these mistakes. They also tend to offer educational resources that are specifically aimed at no-coders and teaching them things such as database design. On to key lessons, where the first key lesson is that you don't have to understand how everything works to use it. Most developers have never built an operating system from scratch or made their own programming language, yet they use these tools every day. And in the same way, you can use no-code tools without understanding every aspect of them. No-code tools also give organizations a competitive advantage where they allow you to skip recreating the wheel. And no-code apps are easier to develop, less expensive to develop, and also less expensive to maintain in terms of time and money. Another key lesson is that no-code is a gateway drug to code where by building enough apps in the end, you'll eventually learn about these deeper coding concepts such as database design and the way that a process tends to reveal itself and you tend to become more engaged and dig deeper. No-code tools also stimulate the creator economy where now billions of people can build landing pages, courses, communities, and accept payments using no-code tools. We can also look at citizen developers and compare them to citizen journalists who were empowered by tools such as WordPress and Twitter, which give them a platform to share their voice and share their perspective in a similar way that citizen developers are empowered by tools like Zapier and Bubble, which make building and releasing these products more accessible. And the last key lesson is that technical moats are fading, where when we look at competitive advantages, these will move to things such as network brand and scale effects, and no-code makes it easier to reach feature parity with competitors, especially as we look to template products from zero-code. <clears throat> and if you're interested in this concept, you can go back to the report that we did on competitor risk. There's a new section called hot takes. And the first hot take is that the no code movement will lead to more developers instead of less. And the fact is that no code is an on-ramp for no code. And you'll find a solid percentage of people that because they have this on-ramp and this less steep learning curve, they'll want to go deeper in the coding and they'll be less intimidated by the prospect of becoming a developer. Another hot take is that the best developers actually focus on outcomes and they don't suffer from not invented here syndrome where you have some developers that may try to roll out their own uptime monitoring software or their own web framework instead of using something that's already been created unless they have a really good reason not to. These developers tend to understand and embrace opportunity calls. Another hot take is that no-code tools will start to reduce the number of excuses that teams may have for raising pre-product fit. And since no-code tools bring down development costs, investors may start to see the lack of a product as a lack of initiative. And the last hot take is that businesses that are built using no-code tools will fetch higher multiples than those that aren't all else equal. And you can look at the fact that these products are easier to maintain and also higher for. So you get a bigger buyer pool and you also get more demand once a haters where the first hater says that there's no code under the hood. So why are we calling this the no code movement? And the fact is that although there is code under the hood, if you're using a no code tool, you don't have to write the code. And that's why we call these no code tools. There's another hater who says that no code apps can't scale. Besides the fact that most no code apps can scale and they do scale well, this is a great problem to have. And most products don't reach this point. So if you have enough traction and revenue coming in, you can afford to spend some capital on scaling. I'd like to thank everyone who helped out with this report, including Stuart from Podcast Hawk, Probjuke from Crafter, Ash from Bat Unicorn, Dan from Tectonic, Max from 100 Days of No Code, Chris from the No Code Agency Operating System, 
Will, Phil from Switchboard, and Niall from NoCode Tech. This wraps it up for Report 78 on NoCode. Thanks for listening, and I'm looking forward to your thoughts.